It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. This episode was created before the horrendous attack in Nice, France. The story takes place in France, but it doesn't reflect the horrific events from last night. And so I wanted to start with a moment thinking about all these victims, and their friends and families. Previously on The Lesbian Romantic. Emily turned the card around. It had the name of the website in a bigger font on the other side. She frowned and took another look at the name. Leah Harvey. No job title. She felt... Humiliated. She wanted to get out of here. Hey, I think we met yesterday. The blonde woman's voice was warm and caring. Please, let's go sit somewhere. Check if you're okay. Emily took another look at the woman. Oh, it was the woman from the street. The woman who'd bumped into her yesterday. She couldn't believe it. Welcome to episode 18 of the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is The Blogger Story, part 5. Emily stared at the baggage conveyor system. She disembarked from her flight over an hour ago, but there was no sign of her luggage yet. Her short journey from Brussels to Lyon had been uneventful, but once in France, things had gotten complicated. First, she'd had to wait almost an hour to get off the plane. The captain apologized several times over the intercom, saying an unexpected strike was causing some delays at the airport. The flight attendants seemed impatient to get out of the plane, too. They just waited by the door, mostly ignoring the grumpy passengers. Emily tried to stay calm and stay put, but she did regret traveling in economy class. The woman next to her constantly sighed and complained it shouldn't take this long. It's been 30 minutes. Emily replied there was nothing they could do but wait. And after that, the woman seemed just as annoyed with her as she was with the flight attendants. In the meantime, Emily noticed, passengers in the business class were getting some refreshments. Just great. After almost an hour, the passengers were set free and hurried out of the plane. Hopes you'll travel to miss again. Kitty, grab mommy's hand. 
Emily thought she was actually feeling okay for a change while walking through the airport with her hand luggage. She'd gotten some sleep last night and didn't feel as rough as she'd been feeling these last two weeks. After the incident in the bathroom with Rebecca, Emily had been horribly shaken. She hadn't fully realized what happened until she was in her hotel room shower. Emily was so ashamed. She felt she had somehow let this happen. She hadn't told anyone. If she would have, she was sure the person would say it wasn't her fault. Not one bit. It was all Rebecca. But she couldn't shake off the embarrassment and disappointment in herself. After a while, she just tried to stop thinking about it. Someone else witnessing the whole thing made that harder, though. Emily kept thinking about the woman who told Rebecca to stop and leave. The woman Emily already met the day before everything in that bathroom had happened. What if Emily ran into her again? She knew the chances were astronomically small, but what if? Emily hoped she never did. She would not be able to stand the embarrassment. Emily was still annoyed and appalled by this blogger trip. But last night, while she was packing her suitcase, she realized it would be good to be out of Brussels for a while. And it would be over in five nights. Emily grinned about that as she followed the arrows to the passport check area. The grin instantly disappeared once she noticed the long line in front of the non-EU passport booth. Oh, man. Well, less time I have to spend with these bloggers, I guess, she thought. Emily wondered if the bloggers had arrived yet. Some great guy had emailed the blogger profiles a couple of days ago. Emily had only opened one of the files. It had a picture of some handsome-looking guy who owned a pretty large website. The smile on his face was cocky and just what you'd expect from some know-it-all millennial. Emily dreaded being stuck with him in a car immediately, so she ignored the other two files. She was afraid she'd never get on her flight if she found out who else she'd be stuck with for days. Anna tried to discuss the bloggers with Emily, but Emily had just refused. I'll take a look at the profiles on the plane, she'd said. No way back once on the plane, and all that. But of course she hadn't taken a look at the files, she had a nap instead. The line to the passport check was moving slowly, very slowly. The officials in the booth looked tired, annoyed, and hugely understaffed. Emily looked around at the other waiting passengers and spotted several young people who looked like they could be bloggers. She regretted not checking the files now. She hoped they didn't get a file on her, but they probably did. After 30 minutes of waiting, Emily finally made it past the French officials checking her passport. They barely glanced at it, looked up at her, and then grabbed their stamp to approve her entrance into France. Voilà, madame. Not exactly what you call tight security, Emily thought. She quickly continued walking to the baggage claim. To her dismay, the screens in the baggage area were not working properly. The arriving flights were listed, 
with a number referring to the area from where she could pick up her luggage, but there was no status on when the suitcases would be unloaded. Emily looked around. The area was very crowded, and she quickly noticed most people looked agitated. There wasn't a suitcase in sight, and none of the conveyors were working. This was not good. Please don't tell me the luggage crew is also on strike, Emily thought. At that exact moment, a tired-looking woman in a yellow fluorescent vest passed by. Emily quickly hurried after her. Excuse me, ma'am? The woman stopped and turned around. Yes, ma'am, can I help you? Emily saw it was taking everything the woman still had in her to be friendly. I'm sorry to stop you, I know you're busy, but is there a problem with the luggage? The older woman sighed. Emily noticed some of her curly, graying hair had escaped the band she'd used to tie it back. There's a problem with everything, I'm afraid, ma'am. A large part of the airport crew went on strike last night. I'm afraid I can't tell you when your luggage will be available. It's best if you wait by the assigned number. I'm sorry. Emily was not happy to hear this, but it wasn't the woman's fault. So she nodded, thanked the woman, and went looking for number four. She found it soon enough and had been waiting for news, or her suitcase, ever since. Forty-five minutes passed by now and she hadn't heard or seen any new information. She was supposed to meet Greg and the three bloggers in the arrivals hall in about fifteen minutes. Emily guessed she wasn't going to make it. Then again, the bloggers probably were waiting for their luggage in this hall too. She decided now was as good a time as any to take a look at the profiles. Emily fished her phone from her dress jacket's inside pocket. She'd put on the jacket, despite Greg's request to dress very casual. Emily did choose a black casual t-shirt to wear under it. Not exactly the best fit, but she hadn't cared. The t-shirt had big white letters stating, I'm probably smarter than you are. She loved wearing it. The old snug jeans was also one of her favorites. A pair of white hip sneakers completed the outfit. Emily opened her inbox and ignored the long list of unread emails. She typed Greg's name into the search field and found the email with the profiles he had sent her. She read the email again. Dear Miss Harris, enclosed you will find the profiles of the three bloggers who will join you on the five-day trip in France. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact me. I will be at the airport in Lyon to introduce you to the group and take care of all practical things. You will find us at the right of a large red sign saying Sortie over a door. A rental car will be ready to go and stocked for the first part of the trip. You can find the complete schedule and directions also attached to this email. The dress code is very casual. Best regards, Greg Halloway. Emily opened the first profile. It was for a guy named Brad Felt. It was the file she had opened before. She took another look at the smug man's face, memorized the name of his website, and closed the file. Emily assumed Brad would tell her plenty about himself whether she wanted to listen or not. 
The second profile was for a Jordan Pete. Emily grinned when she saw his picture. This guy was what you would call a classic geek. A practical haircut, dark glasses, and a bright green android t-shirt. She didn't think she'd mind being stuck with him as much. Emily was about to open the third profile when a woman at the other side of the hall started yelling something. You have got she looked up. Me. A group of airport crew had arrived in the hall, all wearing the same yellow fluorescent vests as the older woman Emily had spoken to before. They were talking to other passengers, and by the looks of it, the passengers were not happy. Not happy at all. Emily tucked her phone back in her pocket and walked over to one of the groups forming around the airport staff members. What do you mean no luggage today? said a man Emily had seen boarding her plane earlier today. I'm sorry, mister. Your luggage is safe, but will not be released until tomorrow. Emily's heart sank. Shit. She quickly thought about the clothes and stuff she had packed in her suitcase. She'd put the most important things in her hand luggage, so... Not having her suitcase was an inconvenience, but she could manage... She'd just let Greg know and let him handle it. I need my this luggage. Is unacceptable. You will all be contacted by the airline tomorrow, the airport staff member said. Emily just walked away from the angry group. She wanted to find Greg in the arrivals hall and tell him to take care of her luggage. Emily assumed the loggers would not have their luggage either, so they might have to wait a day before hitting the road. She could spend that day hiding in her hotel room and get some work done. Emily smiled. This strike might turn into a good thing after all. Emily walked out of the baggage claim hall and into the customs area. She didn't have luggage or anything else to report, so she quickly walked to the exit. It seemed like no one was being checked anyways. There was only one customs officer, and he was in the corner of the room, staring at his phone. The arrivals hall was like every arrivals hall in the world. People were eagerly awaiting their loved ones and scanning every face from the waiting area behind the metal bar. The man walking in front of Emily suddenly dropped the bag he was carrying and ran over to a woman practically screaming over his arrival. They hugged intensely and kissed. Emily suddenly felt a bit sad she never got a warm welcome at the airport. There was no one waiting for her, not today, and not on any other day. She walked around the man's bag and hurried to get away from the emotional reunions. Emily scanned the large hall and spotted the sign Greg had mentioned. Emily now realized she hadn't taken a look at the third file. She had no idea who the third blogger would be. She would have to try to hide that, get the name from the introduction and look at the file as soon as she had a chance, she decided. Emily thought she noticed a group of three people standing at the right side of the exit. Two men and a woman. They were all talking to each other and the woman had her back to Emily. She recognized one of the men as that smug-looking blogger. The other guy had one of those hipster beards. Since this wasn't the geeky blogger from the file, she assumed it was Greg Halloway. The woman probably was the third blogger. Well, 
it was nice to at least have one woman in the group apart from her. Emily took a deep breath and continued to walk up to the group. At that moment, the guy she assumed was Greg looked up and recognized her. He waved excitedly. Emily put on her executive smile and waved back. The arrogant blogger also looked up now and gave her a cocky grin. Emily already started shifting the bag from her right hand to her left so she could shake everyone's hand. Then the woman in the group turned around and Emily's world started spinning. The blonde shoulder-length hair. The blushing red cheeks. Emily instantly recognized the woman. She could not believe her own eyes, though. This was not possible. It was the woman from the bathroom. The woman from the street in Brussels. The woman she'd hoped never to see again. Emily's chest started to ache. She'd stopped breathing and now gasped for air. Greg had left the two bloggers and took two steps towards her. His hand was stretched and he was giving her a worried look. Miss Harris? Emily looked up at Greg. She mumbled something, but her eyes quickly focused back on the woman standing behind Greg. She was staring at Emily too, but then quickly looked away. Miss Harris, are you okay? Emily was feeling everything but okay. Do you need some water or something? Emily shook her head. She tried to get a grip on herself. Emily forced a smile. Sorry, I'm, I'm fine. I didn't eat on the plane. I should probably grab an apple or something. I'll get you something to eat, Miss Harris. I'll go right now, but let me introduce you to Brad and Leah first, though. Leah... Emily now remembered the card this woman had given her. She'd thrown it away almost immediately. She remembered parts of the information on the card, though. Leah something. With a website address on the back of the card. She could have known this was coming. She could have stopped it from happening. If only she had read all files earlier. But she had wanted to forget about the trip. Forget about what happened in the bathroom. And now it all came back like a boomerang. Now she was stuck with this woman, this Leah, for five days. This was episode 18 of the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. If you like this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes so others can discover it too. Or go to lesbianromantic.com for more. See you on Tuesday.